T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, well, well. Good morning, Buffalo. Game day. I know everyone's psyched. The Bills getting back in the win column after uh, what I would take away is a very successful game against the Patriots. Even though we lost, Joe, I totally agree. We were not humiliated. You remember last week I said, I hope we don't get embarrassed? Yeah. They didn't. And no. they, they should have won, and they could have won. If, if you take away, now obviously the offense should have had a lot less mistakes, maybe a more completions. Um, but if you take away the low snap on the punt yep. that uh, they blocked and scored on, the Bills win the game. Yes. I most mean, likely. Most it, likely, yeah. It's, it's crazy. By the way, this is Hardline. I'm Brenda Alacy. He's Joe Beamer, the That's B right. team back together on a Sunday morning. This is the normal time, Hardline. Yeah, Literally. until noon, by the way. It's second time this week we've been on. We had Hardline after, after dark, dark six days ago. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. And we will dabble in a little NY27 talk. But first, uh, I have to say this. You know, Brenda, it would have been nice if I set this up in my uh, boss mix. Well, Friday, went to go see Phil Collins. That's why the Phil Collins music was playing. And I have to say, he might be sitting down the whole time, <laughs> but he still sounds great. So if you closed your eyes and didn't see this man who looks kind of frail now, sitting there singing, you would have never known. That's no. where he was. Still a strong voice. Wow. I mean, and, and, and even though he was in a chair, this is going to sound, uh, even though he was sitting the whole time, he was moving around mm-hmm. the whole time, too. You, you could tell he still loves to perform, because why else would you go touring when you can barely move, he just loves to perform. Yeah, and I'm sure he probably doesn't need the money. No, I don't think so. But I'm sure he gets paid well, too. And how cool for him that his son is in the band now drumming. And his son is just as good as him. I mean, in the air tonight, obviously, oh. probably the most famous drum, uh, what, what would you call that, when the beat, beat drops? Right, yeah, the, I think that's probably right. I'm his not... son hit that just like Phil Collins used to. Yeah. Oh, it sounded great. The drumstick didn't fall far from the tree, huh? That's right. And then yesterday... <laughs> Everyone turned on ESPN and went, Oh my good, goodness gracious! Virginia Tech pulling the upset of the season, defeating Miami. Virginia Tech, 14-point underdogs. So obviously, I'm in a great mood. But the biggest story, the greatest thing that happened this weekend was the wedding of Mike and Jenna Baggerman. An awesome time last night. So huge shout-out to the Baggerman. Thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting us, and um, I hope they had... As much fun as we did because Congrats. it was a blast. Congrats to the uh, the newly married Baggermans, Mike and his lovely bride. And uh, Mike's a great guy to work with, Joe. You work with him very closely, obviously, in the newsroom. And always uh, a gentleman. And it's nice to see a younger guy like that coming up in the business. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, like I said, it was a fun night. And uh, like I said, I hope they had just as much fun as we did because it was, it was a blast. Everything was on point. It was perfect. I was uh, a little concerned about the weather. It was so rainy this week, but it looked like it cleared up just in time for Baggerman's wedding. The perfect. best weather of the week, and maybe even the weekend, looking outside right now, was yesterday. And what so a crab it was, shoot. It was perfect. Perfect. Hey, and how about the Sabres? How about the 2-0. Sab- I tweeted last night that Ralph Kruger is the anti-Phil Housley. 
I don't know what this man has done, but it's like a whole different team. They're fun to watch again. They're playing aggressively, but not, you know, carelessly. They don't look like the Keystone Cops skating around anymore. I mean, everybody had a level of enthusiasm. Their, their passing is crisp, tape to tape. They look like they know what they're doing. I can't get over the difference now. And I keep telling myself, <laughs> it's only two games. It's only two games. But still, what a difference from the way they look last year. Uh, later last year. Well, they hit the 10-game winning streak. Yes, and then it seemed like they could do no wrong. Phil Housley is a god. We have to extend his contract. Well, Joe, but remember, even during the 10-game winning streak, there were a lot of close games that they pulled out. Oh, that's true. Even in shootouts and overtime and so forth. This team looks far more organized to me. It's all the espresso uh, machines that he has. Did you uh, hear that interview? <laughs> he he put those in. He is big on espresso, and uh, You're talking I guess about Ralph. Yeah. Well, it's such a European thing, and you I know? guess the players are too. Hey, I'm I'm all about caffeine. It's what, my drug of choice. Whatever it's doing, they're work. They're playing great. I mean, the season opener, you can always say, okay, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh had a bad game, but then to come home for a home opener and explode offensively like that, it was refreshing to see. And I'm telling you. We talked about this earlier in the week um, on the morning show. There was no excitement, it seemed, going into the Sabre season, right? It, it, it wasn't – I mean, obviously people are excited for hockey to be back and the 50th anniversary, what cool things are they bringing. But it seemed like for the team itself and potentially playoffs, there was, real, there was a very little chatter about excitement on the of the actual product. Virtually no buzz. Nobody was yeah. looking forward to it, especially with the Bills coming out strong so far. You know, the focus is really on that. And Ralph Kruger was an unknown entity for the most right. part. There was a big Hasn't hire. Hasn't even been in hockey for a while. Right. Jason Batterell hiring this guy who was in Europe. I mean, it just... But what a difference with him, Joe. This guy has a personality. He could have done a commercial uh, recently for the Buffalo Chamber of Commerce. He was raving about the city and how different it is in the Northeast with the architecture, the restaurant scene, nature. Ralph Kruger, I'm a fan of already, and he's only been at the helm for two games that really count. So That's right. looking forward to it. Also, before we get into politics, I do want to say, mm-hmm. I'm sure no one from that organization is listening, but I do want to say shout out to Barstool for being in Buffalo last Sunday. I know they're Patriots fans, and a lot of people here don't like Barstool, but they always show Buffalo in a great light. They show the passion we have for our football team, for our city, and uh, Dave Portnoy has just started posting his reviews of local pizzerias. So I have to say, shout out Barstool. Nice. they might not be fans of the Bills, but they do a great job showing off the city. I read about uh, their posts all the time, Joe. I love reading what they have to say, and it's fun to get a different perspective. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of fun things happening. And speaking of the Bills, it seems like half of our city is in Nashville. Oh, I don't my know. Gosh. If, I know you've had a busy weekend, but I don't know if you've seen the, the posts uh, on social media and just folks who are down there reporting on it. There are tons of Buffalo fans. In Nashville. Did you see the gate for the yes, flight that was leaving at the yesterday? Airport. Yes. yes. <laughs> there was a band. It's funny, I have to say, for both my teams, and I know people get sick of me talking about Virginia Tech, but it was refreshing yesterday, the little bit of the game I did see, to see a ton of Tech fans in Miami, and Buffalo's the same way. They're, that that stadium is probably going to be 40% Bills oh, fans. at least. Not yeah. only the people coming down from Buffalo, but we all know about transplants. And if you're three or four hours away from Nashville, and this is your chance to see the Bills— you're getting a ticket. Have you ever been to Nashville? Oh, I have. I it's love a, Nashville. It's a great town, isn't it? And there's so much to do and see. And it's a doable trip if you're from Buffalo. Now they have a direct flight, too. 
And it's not even a horrible drive if you want to go down there. So even if the Bills lose, at least you're in a fun town. It's a real fun town. Uh, the, the nightlife experience is amazing. Last time I was in Nashville, it was a while ago, I was helping my buddy move back from uh, Florida Atlantic. And we drove from Boca to Buffalo, and we stopped in a few places, Nashville being one of them. I was supposed to go next year for my birthday, uh, but my cousin decided she was going to get married that weekend. (laughs) Anyway, we are going to talk in the first hour about NY27. That was the big story of the week. Obviously, Chris Collins, who said he's going to fight this uh, all the way through court. He didn't. He pled guilty. He's resigned from Congress. So in the first hour, Brenda and I are going to talk about that. And hopefully, along with you at 803-0930, I want to know. Are you disappointed in Chris Collins? Do you feel cheated by Chris Collins? And with a special election seemingly coming up in April, who do you think give Republicans and who give the Democrats their best chance to take control of the 27th district seat? I'd love to hear from you. Brenda, what do you say we take a break a little early? Well, yeah, I think that's a good idea, Joe. And I'd also like to know what folks think about what his penalty will be. How much time will Collins get in prison? Will he go to prison? What kind of fines do you think he'll face? What did you think about what happened with his son and the son's prospective father-in-law? The son was apparently as cool as uh, could be during the court session, much like his dad was, showing no real emotion. But Steven Zarsky, the the son's future father-in-law, if that happens, (laughs) uh, was sobbing uh, from all accounts. So showed a lot of emotion showed a lot of remorse in court. So we're not talking Phil Collins. We're talking Chris Collins. A lot of Collins in the news, but this one, not such great news. That's right. And so the number is 803-0930, but also we got the text board on right in front of us. So if you're on your way to church, don't want to sit on hold, shoot us a text at 3930. We'd love to hear from you. When we get back, it's Hardline. We're back. Love that music. Oh, yeah. Can't get enough of that. It gets you ready. I looked it, at, it gets you ready for sure. I looked at the clock. I was like, oh, it's only 1020. I think it's 115. Time for kickoff. Uh, I'm ready. <laughs> what is, uh, do the Titans, is it still LG Field or is have they changed it? Is it Nissan Stadium? I'd have to, yeah, I believe it's Nissan Stadium. Nissan Stadium. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That stadium. Hard to keep track of all these different corporate names. That stadium's changed names more than... I still call it Pro Player Stadium, but Hard Rock uh, Field in Miami. They had a fire there. Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> at the Tennessee Stadium? That's when I made my pick at 945. I uh, said, as long as the field doesn't catch oh, on fire. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that my was, gosh. So you know the things that uh, shoot up the fire when right. the teams come out. One toppled over and then kept on doing the fire thing. <laughs> Well, let's hope that uh, that Marcus Mariota is a tire fire today because I'm not overly impressed with him. And, you know, Josh Allen is playing for folks who may not have yes. heard that. He was in concussion protocol all week. Here's the thing about Marcus Mariota. He has secured the ball very well this season. Unlike Josh. Unlike Josh Allen. And I think – I don't want to be negative. Everyone makes fun of my picks that I always pick against the Bills. It's not to be negative, but Marcus Mariota can control the ball. And you don't have to be that great of a quarterback. If you can keep the ball, run the clock down, if you put points on the board, and then the other team keeps turning the ball over, we, we, we're Bills fans. We've seen this a lot in the past few seasons. <clears throat> All too often, Joe. All right. Well, it's nice when you pick against them, right? And then if they win, you're happy to be wrong. Yes. Yes. Well, I, I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right. Not in this case. But I'm very superstitious, and the two games they've won, or the three games they've won this season, I've picked against them every game. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue with the, uh, the superstitions. And Joe... As Josh Allen would say, I'm just a little stitious. Just a little stitious. <laughs> but I am. Okay, name that show. Oh, it's... um. Come on now. Come on, you've got it. Michael Scott. 
Oh, uh, The Office. Yes. Not not a huge Office fan. Oh, uh, well, lo- you know that's the source of yes, it, right? Yeah. yeah. So. I love I love Seinfeld. I love Frasier. We, we've done this. Yes. I love Frasier. How I Met Your Mother was probably the last current sitcom that I, I found. I don't know. To me, The Office is up there with Everybody Loves Raymond and Seinfeld. All right. Yeah, great shows. But anyways, that is not our topic. No, I think Brenda and I actually did that as a topic once. I think we did, actually, <laughs> quite a while ago. But, but Chris Collins, what a week, Joe. Chris Collins, I'm telling you, if you read that indictment... A year ago when it came out, Brenda, and I know I said this a lot on Monday, it was pretty solid, okay? When he kept saying, I won't take a plea, I'm innocent. I'll be exonerated. Yeah, it's just there was way too much evidence. Like, this would have had to been very circumstantial. You know what I mean? Like, this would have had to been a a ton of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Coincidences to not be true. And it seems finally, and we'll see where the sentencing goes, but I think... Chris is probably going to take a tougher sentence um, so his son doesn't have to. Well, and the other thing that we knew all along is once his son was involved, that there was probably either that that was going to make things very difficult for him or the fact that, you know, he had his seat as leverage, uh, perhaps, because that's what people were talking about. Those were the cards he had. You know, can he use his seat as leverage? And all along, he sort of kept, you know, being noncommittal about whether he would run or not. But he was showing up at different things. Mostly at public appearances where people supported him in his heavily red district. Um, But uh, there was a lot of talk about whether he would actually plead guilty because nobody thought that would happen. Nobody saw that coming. It was a complete 180. Yeah, and no one, yeah, like you said, no one saw it coming when it actually did. Um, But now it's a vacant seat and NY27 is without representation. They're kind of like Washington, D.C. But D.C. does have a person they just don't get a vote you know their their, their license say taxation without representation that's true that's true that's there's NY a lot, of, there's a lot right of talk about that in dc actually <laughs> so there are plenty of hats in the ring though i mean obviously we all know chris jacobs declared several weeks ago now several months ago he's got plenty of personal wealth that he can throw into his campaign uh robert ord rob ord the state senator also declared beth perlato the attorney from darien Uh, She's a conservative pundit that uh, Fox News uses quite a bit and an attorney. And she also talks about how she's a mom and that the Republicans and the conservatives need representation from women because it's there really are not a lot of women in Congress who represent those designations. And the the other possible name that you hear about, of course, is Stefan Mihailu, who said he wants to consult with his wife to see whether he's going to run. They just had a baby recently. They have another young child. The wild card, of course, is David Bellavia, our colleague. Joe, will he run? Who will be Jerry Jones' guest in Dallas today. And then tomorrow, throwing out the first pitch in the Washington-LA game on TBS, by the way, if you're looking for the game. And that's the baseball playoffs, of course. That is. So it's almost like David is on a little bit of a sports tour right now. I'm sure he's going to gag when he puts that Dallas Cowboys (laughs) uniform on or or jersey. He already had to wear a Mets jersey, okay? (laughs) And but but being a diehard Bills fan that Bellavia is, oh, yeah. the Dallas thing has oh, got to hurt. Now, let me ask you this, Brenda. So a special election most likely will now happen in April. Uh, Cuomo has been hinting at that. That's what he said, um, yes. So does money or personal wealth play into who the party picks for a special election? A candidate who can fund their own campaign? Because Because remember, this is in April. The actual election will be a few months later in November. For the seat again, how much money does the party want to spend on a special election that really will only hold that seat for a few months? 
Well, that's an interesting point. I don't think it makes a whole hill of beans a big difference at all. Um, but I do think that it can't hurt somebody like Chris Jacobs, who who uh, announced early and also was very willing to spend a lot of his own money. So we'll see what happens. The Buffalo News put out some interesting things about Chris Collins, too. Uh, Joe, they've been following the case as we have on WBN and other outlets. And Chris Collins kept saying all of these stories about him being guilty of this crime was fake news. It's another fake story. And I read an interesting article um, yesterday on Politico.com about how uh, Collins was portrayed sort of as a mini me of Trump. So I'm wondering if people think that's true. Do you think that that was Chris Collins, that he really kind of I'm sure he reveled in the fact that he was, you know, the first guy who came out to support Donald Trump as the presidential candidate and uh, had a seat at the table with the president and was able to get his ear. Now, what many me, Trump, in this case, Chris Collins, is certainly, uh, in my opinion, headed to prison. I'd like to know what people think about that. Will he, in fact, end up behind bars? It'll be very interesting to see what happens with Chris Collins. The sentencing, did we get a date on sentencing? Uh, yes, I believe it is in January. January. So after the holidays, um, when this will be yes, played, January. This will be played down by January. We'll know when the special election will be, and um, I'm sure that's all we'll talk about. But how annoyed of NY27 are people already, Brenda? And now you're going to bring a special election in April again. The timing blows my mind because I already think it's ridiculous. The money. That, are, that is spent on elections. You know, I think it's ridiculous that people in NY27 have to wait that long. It's well, only early October. I do too, but look at, the, look at this. You have a Democrat governor. You have a Democrat primary in April. So, of course, I think as a Democrat, Andrew Cuomo wants to put the special election when he knows Democrats will be going to the polls. The Republicans will really have to work on getting people to the polls since it'll be a Democrat presidential election, but really nothing else for Republicans. So it's going to have a lot of get the dates out there, get your candidates out there. And that's why I think for the special election, it's going to be very different for the parties than the regular election because they are going to want a candidate like they did in the Jane Corwin um, election. They're going to want a candidate that can fund mainly themselves through a special election. And then after the special election, throw the money for the main election, which it could it could be. We see one person get elected in April, a primary, and then a different candidate running for that seat in November. Yes. Seeing how the primary goes. You know, the other thing about this, Joe, just from a, a human condition, I find this whole story fascinating. And I was talking to a, a dear friend of mine yesterday. We um, we took a walk together. We were walking my dog, Walter, around the neighborhood. And, and, of course, the Chris Collins subject came up. And she was talking about the difference between being arrogant and being delusional. And so we were talking about, you know, how Collins really came off as aloof seemed to be an arrogant kind of guy, wasn't a warm and fuzzy guy. Doesn't make him a bad guy. That's his personality, a very successful guy. But then you wonder if he kept thinking he was going to get past this, that perhaps the rules did not apply to him, and that he was going to get his son off somehow, and even these other people who were involved in this insider trading. Was he delusional? 
you know, is there a fine line between arrogance and delusion? And it was a conversation that she and I had, she and I had yesterday. We, we probably walked the dog for like 30 minutes and talked the whole time about this Collins case. So I'd love to know what, what our listeners have to say. 803-0930 is the number. Uh, if you want to text us, uh, Joe and I can read your text. They're right in front of us here. 30930 is the text number. And John in Rochester, we will get to you after news. I saw our buddy Dan in West Seneca on hold. Dan, if you're listening, call back. We'll get to you after news. It is Hardline, Alan Harris. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Has an update. Welcome back to Hardline. Here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Old primetime. I love that they brought NFL primetime back. It's on ESPN Plus Sunday nights at 730. And the funny thing is, here's why they had to do that. Um, when ESPN got rid of Sunday Night Football and gave those rights to NBC, NBC then got the first air highlights of all NFL games that day. So ESPN, but they don't have him on streaming. So ESPN's like, hey, people are still asking for primetime. Let's bring it back. Streaming, we can show all the highlights of those games. Nice, yeah. So it's back. And that music puts you right in the mood. Oh, it does. All you need are a few notes, and you know what it is. I'm telling you, I'm not running on much sleep today, Brenda, but I am ready for football. And by the way, I I know you want to address something. Yep. I just want to address my voice. As I said on Friday, getting over a cold. The cold is gone, but it's that wear and tear. So after the show today, I will not talk again until 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Oh, I promise. I'll take that bet. <laughs> I promise for everybody. Anything I have to say during the Bills game, I will just text the people around me. And speaking of texting, you can text us at 30930. And I want to address a text that came in. I mentioned um, about Chris Collins and how the article in Politico.com termed him a mini-me of President Trump. And somebody just texted in, why on earth would Brenda mention supposed similarities between Collins, a convicted felon, and our president? That was really unfair, but Brenda seems to be to be very left-leaning in many things, I noticed. Let me just clarify. I was just referring to uh, the Politico.com article, and I do encourage you to read that to see what I'm talking about. Uh, the the mini-me was the writer's opinion that Collins, much like President Trump, did not have a typical political candidate background in the sense that they were both business people who decided to you know turn their career into a political one. And that was the point I was making. So I'm not comparing a convicted felon to the president at all. And um, I just want to say, speaking of the whole Chris Collins thing, shout out to Aaron Katursky from ABC News, helping us out doing our coverage down in New York. Aaron's a great guy. If he wasn't a Patriots fan, he'd be an even better guy. (laughs) You know, Joe, I listened very intently to Aaron and Tom Bowerly live when the news was happening. And I thought it was really interesting to hear Aaron talk, because you only hear him, you know, in very quick clips when you're listening to the news at the top and bottom of the hour, or maybe if he's a guest on A New Morning with Susan and Brian. So it was nice to be able to hear him talk with Tom and have a conversation. And he's a very strong reporter. So, you know, there he was on the scene in Manhattan as it was unfolding. Nice to hear him talk in that sense, too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 803-0930. Let's go to John in Rochester. John, good morning. 
Hey, Joe. Hey, Brenda. Hey, John. How's it going today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Hopefully, hopefully, and I know the Bills will pull this one out today. So, oh, let's hope. Go Bills. But but you know the thing, uh, Chris Collins. I'm concerned about the court system, federal court system. Uh, and I think, yeah, Chris definitely made some mistakes here and probably will be, and maybe justifiably so, uh, uh, serving some time. But I have to say, one of the reasons I think he avoided trial was the venue is going to be down in Manhattan. How are you going to get a fair jury pool when, and I think in the 2016 election, Donald Trump won 8% of the vote in Manhattan, that, which means, uh, on paper anyways, 90, I'm, I'm sure some people voted for other candidates, but 92% of the people uh, voted against Donald Trump. Uh, and the judges, the judges in these districts, the Southern District of New York, uh, the prosecutor, the Cyrus Vance Jr., who is a, who is a, a leftist, his father was Cyrus Van Sr., who was a uh, Secretary of State for Jimmy Carter, who did a terrible job. Uh, and then you, go, then you look at uh, Paul Manafort and some of the other venues down in the D.C. Circuit and Northern Virginia Circuit. This uh, Amy Jackson Berman or Amy uh, Berman Jackson, I can't remember which, which way it goes, she was, she's an Obama appointee with very leftist views, and the jury pools in D.C. Circuit and the jury pools in Northern Virginia Circuit are very, very uh, leftist uh, in relationship to, let's say, Buffalo, New York, or uh, a mainstream uh, United States. And i got to tell you, uh, Obama had a, a chief, uh, one of his top attorneys when Obama was president, uh, was uh, in, uh, investigated for uh, not being registered in a foreign country as, an, as a uh, lobbyist. And uh, as Manafort uh, had one of those convictions, uh, the, uh, attorney, the attorney general decided not to prosecute uh, Obama's uh, uh, former uh, attorney uh, for this violation because I think he would have gone before a, a jury which would have been biased in his favor. This, and I'll tell you, that really bothers me. And I think in Chris's defense, I think that's one of the reasons he pleaded guilty here. What are your thoughts? Well, I think a lot of it had to do with sparing his son, John. I really think that was the key thing. And that, that the evidence was so overwhelming. And he realized that once those earlier uh, strategies failed by his defense team, that he knew the writing was on the wall. I really do think it comes down to that. Well, that could be so, but I guess my point is, I think the bigger problem is Chris Collins is going to serve some time, uh, but that's just a a mosquito bite on an elephant. Uh, The real problem is these federal courts on these major issues that are uh, the Manafort issue, uh, uh, some of the other issues facing the Trump campaign. In fact, James Comey... uh, uh, the attorney general would not prosecute James Comey, even though he had a case. The reason was Comey would have been in the federal court district court in D.C. And uh, you're not going to get a, a unbiased jury pool there or a judge. And that's the bigger picture, Brenda. Uh, I agree with you on Chris Collins. Uh, 
it's a, it's a, it's a tragedy because Chris really, I think, is a good man, and uh, he's 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 done. Uh, I think that district and uh, uh, the electorate a great service by serving, but that's another story. Well, we can certainly talk about that at a later date, John. That would be a great question, I think, once all the dust settles, is, you know, how was he as a representative uh, for NY27? I'd love to hear from folks who live in the district and feel uh, what they think, see how they feel, I should say, because I'd like to know if they feel like he was an effective congressman or was it they just didn't want a Democrat in that seat. So good good point, John. I like that. Yeah, you could be right. You know, I was... I was a member of Primary Challenge uh, back uh, when Chris Collins decided to run, and uh, we had him in for a meeting uh, at Lenny Roberto's place, and uh, uh, I was really skeptical. Uh, I knew he was a really uh, successful guy, et cetera. I didn't think he had a chance, and heck, he really impressed me because he felt he was going to win almost by a landslide, and I go, Chris, the... uh, the uh, Democratic uh, major- majority, as far as the electorate goes, how, how can you win by a landslide? And they ended up winning, I think, almost 60% of the vote. So the, the guy wanted to contribute to a better government, and I just think he's definitely he made a mistake. I think he's gotten a raw deal. All right, John, thank you so much for the call. Go Bills! That's John in Rochester opening up a line for you at 803-0930, right down the line to Kevin in Pendleton. Kevin, good morning. Yeah, good morning, folks. Hey, um, tell me, uh, Brenda and uh, Joe, uh, Chris, um, uh, or is it Phil Collins, uh, was he drumming or just sitting singing? Phil Collins was just sitting, right, Joe? He did not drum because he, of his neck injuries and surgeries. Yeah, and you know, but I'm telling you, Kevin, even sitting, even, you know, lack of movement, Phil Collins still one of the best concerts I'd been to in a while. Uh, unfortunately, though, yeah, he hasn't been able to play drums in a few years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but you know, he's noted as, if not one of the or the best drummer, noted among the best drummers in the world, too, you know. If you... Oh, for sure. And let me tell you, his son, who's only 18, just as good as him. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good saying, Brenda. The, the drum six don't fall far from the drum set. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> I'm glad you like that. <laughs> yeah, good one. Thanks. Out here, um, in relation to this uh, Colin situation, look, I I don't kick a man when he's down. I mean, that's inhuman. So, just want to let you know that. Uh, but um, I want to also also um, ask you, good folks, um, that as far as SEC violations, uh, which Mister, you know, Collins and his son has pleaded guilty and stuff like that. Um, but what about the rest of the? Uh, Chris Collins inner circle or the inner circle uh, especially with the GOP people around him um, there was a short news snippet of another Chris um, also selling shares right around when this thing was happening and um, that other individual I I mentioned to you they they compare him to the they compare him as the um, GOP version of I'll give you a name here that show it doesn't ring it rings a bell, the Steve Pigeon, mm-hmm. <laughs> GOP version of, of Steve Pigeon. So are these individuals going to be also prosecuted, or as usual have they also turned evidence, helped turn evidence against um, you know the Collins um, family because um, you know consistent of Chris Collins and his son because um, 
there is no no such thing as a victimless, um, you know, um, you know, collateral damage when it comes to you know doing stuff like this. And for example, if I stole something from Brenda and I sold it to Joe, does that make Joe innocent because Joe didn't do the stealing? So the people who were involved, I'd like to you know find out if you know they also going to be you know held accountable. And as a matter of fact. Uh, that's other Chris. Now, I know Brenda earlier said uh, uh, we're Collins out. Um, I don't know if you meant Chris out, but then I realized Phil Collins, Chris Collins. But there's another Chris, as I say, mm-hmm. of, and intimately involved in GOP politics, even with some individuals running in the 27th district. So I'll leave it open and hear what the rest of this, the callers from the 27th district have to say about this. Anyway, thanks, guys. As always, thanks for phoning in, Kevin. We appreciate it. And uh, there is a phone line open, Joe, as you mentioned, at 803-0930. Still pretty hot topic here in Western New York with uh, what happened with Chris Collins. Really a bombshell story that broke, and WBEN was all over it. Yeah, it was, um, like you said, very surprising. And WBEN will keep on bringing you stuff as it breaks in NY27. It's heating up just like the uh, county executives race, which both candidates will be on WBEM a week from tomorrow and then a week from Tuesday. So uh, a day devoted to each. It should be a great forum to get some questions answered and set the stage for what could be a very close election in November. It could be. I'm looking forward to hearing both candidates uh, in studio and our morning show. We have Jimmy in North Collins. You know what, Scott, we're going to blow the clock up. We'll go to Jimmy, clear the lines. Jimmy, good morning. Hey, I enjoy your show, but uh, number one, Chris Collins is an admitted felon. He's a convicted criminal. So what would stop Donald Trump from pardoning him? It seems all you have to do is proclaim your innocence. Putin says they never were involved in election meddling. Trump believes him. He believes MBS when he says, I had nothing to do with killing Khashoggi. He believes he's in love with uh, Kim Jong-un from North Korea because he says he's going to cooperate with us. So... All Chris Collins has to do is keep proclaiming his innocence, even though he pleaded guilty to a felony. And I'm sure Donald Trump will probably pardon him. Well, Jimmy, let me say this. Um, I I get where you're going, and you may be somewhat right. uh, But also, I think Donald Trump knows when to sweet talk somebody. Now, again, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before in life. I don't really think he loves the North Korean leader. I think he's sweet talking him, trying to get him to keep coming to the table. Again, I could be way off. Well, let's say it's just so astonishing to hear the president of the United States say, I'm in love with a Korean dictator. But getting back to Collins, why wouldn't Trump pardon him? He was the first one in Congress to endorse him. He's, he's voted he, he, 600 times for anything Donald Trump has ever wanted. He's blind to any other reality, any other way of thinking. He was a one-trick pony. Well, Jimmy, I think, to, to answer your initial question, I think the president would wait until after an election uh, next year to do any kind of pardoning, because I think if he does it before the election, it could be spun negatively against him. Oh, absolutely. It'd be spun negatively against him. I, I don't think that President Trump would do that, Jimmy, because I think the blowback would be too great for something like that, even though maybe he does believe Chris Collins. And Collins, I think, still you know, uh, was quoted publicly as saying, if he were to run again for office, he would win again. So uh, I think it would be a horrible move on the president's part to pardon him. And I think the president probably realizes that. Well, I'm sure he'll wait till after the election, just like 
his health care remedy. That's going to wait till after 2020. He said he's got the remedy to health care, to the problem, and that's going to wait. So we just have to wait till 2020 and see what happens. Well, it's not that far away, Jimmy. Thanks for the call. That's Jimmy in North Collins opening up a line for you at 803-0930. Speaking of the president, Brenda, you said there is news on the whistleblower. First, let me play a clip from ABC, and then you, t- you can tell us what you have. Sure. All right, this just filed a few minutes ago from ABC. And again, if Joe knew how to press the right button. ABC News this morning confirmed the existence of a second whistleblower who corroborates the account given by the first whistleblower, whose complaint touched off this impeachment inquiry. This is a significant development because the president has repeatedly relied on the defense that that whistleblower uh, was relying on secondhand information. Now we know that this second whistleblower has confirmed key details of that whistleblower complaint. You know, uh, Joe, and that news broke just before you and I came on the air this morning, and that's what they're saying, that the uh, whistleblower uh, is represented by an attorney named Mark Zayed, and he told ABC News that the second individual, like the first whistleblower, is an intelligence official and has firsthand knowledge of certain allegations contained in the first whistleblower complaint, which was not based on any firsthand uh, knowledge. So uh, this attorney uh, verified the existence of the new whistleblower Sunday morning. So we'll see where that goes from here. And that was news that just broke this morning. And stay tuned to WBEN and ABC News for further information on that. Yeah, it will be a... uh... You can already kind of see where this week's going, Brenda, right? I, I this, see that, yeah. This it's being laid out Sunday, already, yep. Yep, Adam Schiff has made another appearance on ABC, and uh, good to see that the county executive is watching Meet the Press and not listening to the local hardline. 803-0930, when we come back, we will have Mickey Kearns on to talk about developments in the Greenlight Law. It is Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.